What's up, guys? This is the latest episode of the BTG Podcast. I'm Ayana, and I'm here with... Hello? Oh, 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 oh I was supposed to talk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I'm here with... You know, I thought she was going to say Jetpack Nick, but uh, I guess we... I guess I already, they already know you're here. All right, so um, for this episode, we want to get into a little bit of music, talk about some of the albums that dropped, um, some new music released. We haven't really been able to... Speak a whole, I haven't really been able to speak a whole lot about uh, music on the uh, the pod just because we have been so focused on the NBA and, um, you know, just sports in general. But uh, definitely today we'll talk a little bit about the music and some of the albums that released. Uh, first of all, starting off, I just want to um, talk about 21 Savage's album. I thought his album was pretty good. Um, they, are, they are, I just got an email from his PR that they are putting out the Chopping Screwed version which I think is really dope because you haven't really seen a whole lot of artists releasing Chopped and Screwed. You've seen a lot of artists doing a deluxe tape, but you haven't really seen them trying to do the Chopped and Screwed this year. Maybe because, you know, again, I think hip-hop, and unfortunately, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of things happen off of trend. So I think when a lot of artists seen that certain artists were doing deluxe, and they wanted to pop out and do deluxe. You know, like not saying that, this has not been around for a long time. Like, the last albums have been around. But it, it just seems like this is the most that you've seen any, I think, this is the most that we've seen artists really take deluxe albums as serious. Probably so. Uh, There's definitely been a lot of artists coming out with a lot of deluxe. Yeah. So I think that, I don't know if we could say Little Uzi started that little trend for the, like, starting this year. Because it's been around. People have been doing deluxe albums. And I'm just saying, sometimes it'll spark spark people's uh once you see it happen with another artist they'll say oh oh yeah let me do a deluxe yeah so uh, obviously somebody sparked it somebody gave people the whole idea oh let's start doing deluxe albums or whatever and you know and it could be because covid people have more time on their hands to kind of get involved with things but i just wish hip-hop was just different i wish people were a little bit more thinking out the box and and more like you know stop copying others you know what i'm saying i think everybody <laughs> likes to copy and that's the thing that i hate about the industry especially like right now it just seems like there's nobody with a mind of their own except for the ones that we really actually pay attention to like j cole and kendrick mm-hmm. and um you know to me rhapsody has a very very uh unique artistry level that like a lot of artists don't have and i think Industry is so saturated with people that are just really copycats. To be honest, like every everybody copies people. So uh, yeah. that's a fact. That's yeah. definitely a fact. Yeah, that's all I really wanted to say about Tim Savage. Oh, yeah, that they're putting out a chopping school tonight, and I thought that was really dope. That he's gonna be chopping school. I don't know when the last time an artist has put out a chopping school. Yeah, when you said that, I was like a chopping school. Saying Twenty One Savage to me is more of the. He wants to be the trendsetter type kind of dude because, you know, you never nobody has put out a chopping screw this year. You would think that some of these people would put out chop, chopping screws, but, um, yeah, everybody's just been putting out these deluxe albums. And I'm like, okay, so we just, you just adding trash songs to the deluxe and giving them out to people saying, oh, it's a deluxe album. I'm not feeling it. A lot of people should have kept their deluxe. A lot of people didn't even need to. think so? Yeah, I think a lot of artists who put out deluxe albums should have just kept their deluxe. They should have not even put it out. Should just go ahead and start it over with a new uh, <laughs> project and just put out a song. No, seriously, because I be I feel like deluxe albums are supposed to be like they're supposed to be good. You know, like those are 
sort of what, you know, some like Little Baby, he actually put out a deluxe album and the the songs that he put out, the the next five that he put out were actually really good songs. Like right. some of them were on the radio, the songs that he put out on his deluxe album after he put out his deluxe. Some people put out deluxe albums and no none of the songs are white song about because clearly they didn't take a lot of time to really um I guess per se, uh, really take time into really making sure that it was um good track. <laughs> yeah, they just put it out there saying, oh, yeah, I'm going to put out my deluxe. Let me go ahead and put out my deluxe album or whatever. So, yeah, that's all I'm saying. I think that people, I wish artists were a little bit more themselves. But I, I feel like somebody started the trend. I can't put a point of finger on which artist started this whole trend, but somebody started it at, um, within this little COVID uh, this 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 COVID uh, quarantine thing we had going on. So I don't know. I don't know what artist it. Was. I don't know which artist it was. But yeah, go ahead and um, let us know which albums you're listening to. And uh, yeah, go ahead. No, yeah, okay. So so before before I even get to that, I wanted I wanted to touch back on the deluxe releases. Like yeah. I, I don't I don't necessarily have a problem with artists like releasing deluxe versions of the albums. Mm-hmm. especially artists that we think are really, really good. Yeah. Only because I feel like when those songs do come out, like they're, they're really, really good songs, you know, like, like for instance, like listening to, um, listening to something like, like Nas's Lost Tape Series, right? Like these are tracks that haven't made his albums and you just put a, a, a combination of tracks that, that were just like lost and you put them on the album and they turned into be classic albums. Like, <laughs> It's, you know, it's a lot of artists with a lot of songs that don't make the cut, and they're really, really good songs, but we don't know it because they never release them. Or if they, or if they do release them, they release them on on things that don't get a lot of a lot of press, and we don't, you know, find out until years later. And I think that it's good that a lot of artists are kind of doing the deluxe thing. But to your point, they also got to be good. Yeah. Yeah. As far as uh, what I've been listening to, though. Um, uh, I, I really, I really been heavy East Coast vibes lately. Uh, I've been listening to, uh, I, I've been listening to all the Griselda tapes, like all the Griselda releases that came out. Listen to Westside Gun new album. Um, I listen to Conway new album, Armani Season new album, and Benny new album. They, they, they've been the four albums that that been in my rotation the heaviest, for sure. I checked out that that Twenty One Savage and Metro Boomin joint. I heard that that was like real, real fire. Checked that, checked out a couple songs on that. Um, I want to check that Black Thought album too that just dropped a couple days ago. I, I want to get around to checking that out too because Black Thought is one of the best lyricists ever. So definitely going to check that. Yeah, um, I got to check out some more tracks. Too. I mean, I got to check out some more albums too. I haven't got to check out the Black Thought album. I haven't got to check out. Jay's album, but I'm going to get to all that. Um, I usually always listen to music and always get into like new stuff that's been released, but um, I haven't really gotten to get into those uh, those those albums yet. I really really listened to Twenty One Savage's album when it came out because it was, I was intrigued to hear how he sounded um, being off of that break for so long. So yet, you know, this is like his first release in a while. So um, right. yeah, I mean, it sounded good, and I think. The thing I always liked about Tony Savage is that you could tell he's, um, how do I say this, but he likes somebody that studies music, I believe, because when you listen to a lot of his songs, he has a lot of those those old school samples. And I feel like that's the kind of stuff that draws me into a lot of artists, especially when I listen to certain people 
and you hear the old school samples in the track. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what makes, like Kanye so much. That's what makes me like, um, you know, Rhapsody so much. Nice Wonder is usually her producer. So that's right. already one of the best. Yeah, she's already ahead of the game with that. So it's just like um, listening to 21 Savage, a guy who he's normally, um, you know, people think of him as a track rapper. To know that he's somebody that goes back and, you know, adds those samples into his records, that's like, woo, like, I mean, you know, it's not too many, it's not too many artists that are like trap artists that are going to do that. Or, or it's not that they, they don't want to do it, it's just that they can't rap over a beat like that. Like, I couldn't, I probably couldn't see somebody like the baby getting a, a classic, uh, you know, old school type of beat with the um, old school, you know, soul sample and being able to rap over it and sound good. I don't think he would be that kind of rapper. I'm sorry. Um, there are a lot of rappers who can't do it. Kendrick Lamar, J. Cole, those are rappers who can really do that very well. Lauren Hill, they can do that stuff very well. Kanye can do it. Jay-Z can do it. Um, it's just certain artists that you know would not sound good trying to rap over a uh, soul beat, and 21 Savage has done it very well. And I, I think today when I posted on a BCG Mag, um, I just did a playlist with a lot of my favorite uh, samples uh, from rap songs and just songs in general. And it's a lot of uh, 21 Savages in there like twice. So, I mean, on a lot, he sampled, he sampled, um, I think it's uh, Underground. Um, The song is a lot. Mm -hmm. It's a really dope song. Um, then he, and then he sampled Stephanie Mills on uh, his said and done song with Touch Me Now. So it's like, I mean, this is like Ew. a dude that, yeah, this is like a dude that really listens to music. So I appreciate <laughs> My man yeah. had Morgan Freeman on the track. Like. <laughs> yeah, I, I appreciate, um, you know, I appreciate people. I appreciate just artists in general who are able to do that. Not every artist is able to do it. It's not. So when you find, like, even Mac Miller, I believe, had songs where he would just go back and add older uh, samples and, like, older type of artists. But that could also be because of who the producer is. Some of these mm-hmm. producers really just, you know, stuck into that that old school sampling, like, form. That's how they are. And I think, if, I feel like if you're a good producer, and I hate to say it like that, but that's how, that's how, that's the good producers are always onto the good music. So I that's can't, I can't speak on all the other producers who, you know, Metro Boomin and working with him, Metro Boomin could have brought that song to his attention. But the reason why I know it's not Metro Boomin bringing the song to him is because 21 Savage has always been sampling old school songs. I think that's just the kind of, that's just the way he is. Speaking of producers, though, speaking of producers, like, I, I can't, I, ain't, I can't even lie. Like, I, I really think Hit Boy might be producer of the year for sure. Like the projects that he's produced, like thus far this year, have mm-hmm. been, have, have been album of the year candidates. Like that Benny album that just came out, like that joint right there. Oh my God! And he did Nas's King Disease too, which is another album of the year candidate like mm-hmm. hit boy might be the best producer of the year thus far him and alchemist probably one in one a mm-hmm. yeah i mean benny the benny is always a guy who he has a good ear for good beats as well so um i think hit boy i haven't i haven't really got to like i said i, I haven't really been 
listening to the music that I should be listening to, but I'm going to get on to all that. It, it usually takes me a little while to catch on to albums when they drop, but I've heard a lot of good things about him. Um, and Hit Boy is just, to me, he's one of the top producers in the game. So um, I'll take some time to listen to that Benny album and hear what it's sounding like. Yeah, you got to. No, you have to. <laughs> That's yeah. definitely album of the year candidate for sure. It's probably him, number one for me right now. Yeah, him doing the Nod King disease says a lot because, you know, that's a – it was a really good album. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, it's a lot of good producers out there, but like I said, the best ones are the ones that are able to, to, to sample some of the old-school classics. Those are the ones I usually appreciate. A lot of – I'm not saying I don't appreciate the other ones, but, you know, the old-school stuff is really what was what, pop. Let's, let's be real about it, so. I have to say, like, like generally, like when it comes to to artists that we revere and we like over a number of years, they usually have good music. Like, like amongst them having great lyrics and them being great artists, the mm-hmm. music that they rap over or sing over is generally the thing that catches our attention the most. And yeah. with, with these producers that are coming out or producers that have been out already and they already made they they, they stamps in the game, I think that is important for them to work with these top artists like or, or Benny or you got uh mm-hmm. Alchemist working with a bunch of people, you got Night Wonder working with Rap City, like just being able to have though like that level of production in the music game is very, very important and it's very, very important for a lot of these artists to get that kind of production. Yeah. Um, absolutely. I think um, you know, these are this these are what really make some of the best uh some of the best artists, you know, like Jay Z when he Jay Z, the blueprint when Kanye West was helping him produce almost the ha- mostly major- almost majority of the album, you saw how good that album was. Some yeah. of the that he was able to get some of the beats that he had on that album alone, like the girls, girls, girls. I mean, I know that Just Blaze did that. Just Blaze is also another uh, producer who gets into the crates and uh, adds that old. Oh stuff. yeah, he he top five, top ten for sure. But uh, he did the girls, girls, girls beat. And that's one of the, I think that's one of the greatest beats to ever be done, like, to really be honest, in, in all of, in all time. And I think Kanye West just, um, Phone Cry, I mean, he he had so many songs that, like, he did. I think he did Phone Cry or Never Change, but either one are good songs. And it's like, Kanye West is behind that beat. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, Kanye West is behind so many beats, actually. Uh, like, Jay Dilla was behind a lot of, uh, mm-hmm. Shouts out to Jay Miller. Yeah, so I mean, there are a lot of good producers out there. You know, I'm just, I just was uh, intrigued by listening to 21 Savage's album that he had, you know, some, he had that, that good sample on there that I really, really like. But not only that one, he also had a sample on Running, too. Um, on the Running song that everybody's playing out now mm-hmm. from the album, he also sampled. Um, I have to get the name right now. Um, he also sampled Diana Ross on that. So um, that lets you know, again, that this dude, uh, he knows he knows music. Like, 21 Savage knows some good stuff. So that's what really that's what really brought me into uh, listening to his album, just as a whole. I think his, his album could be my favorite right now, like, if we're being honest on what I'm really listening to. I think the running song, when I heard that first track, I think it's the second track, but I think the intro is the first and the second track. 
for her that second track, I said to myself, okay, this is going to be a good one. Because he started out the album with that, and then it had the Diana Ross sample in it. So come on now. You, you can't go wrong with stuff like that. Like, I wish there were more people in hip-hop that sample good music. But a lot of these guys, I don't know. A lot of these guys ain't really onto it. Yeah, but that's because a lot of them don't don't really know the history of, of music itself. Like, yeah. They're just coming in and, you know, they got a hot single or a hot couple songs, and then, you know, that that's pretty much it. Uh, then you got some guys that seasoned veterans that really know the craft, and that shows the difference between the, you know, the, the, the song production. Yeah, I mean, I think, but that's the issue with the hip-hop game, though. You know, like, guys who don't know hip-hop are in it. Yeah. And guys who don't know hip-hop don't know the history are in it. That's the problem. That's why it sounds so saturated these days. You know, you got your few people that we talk about. You know, J. Cole, Kendrick, Rhapsody, I mean, um, J. Electronica, you know, Jay-Z, uh, Nas, you know, like most of the people that I tell people, most of the artists that I like, they're not even rapping. You know, they're not, they older. Like, they're older. Right. Um, these guys, Lauren Hills, they, they're not really putting out, Lupe Fiasco, they're not really putting out music like that. Um, you know, it's only but a few that are really actually trying to keep the hip-hop alive, you know what I mean? You know, there are some newer artists, but, you know, the thing with the newer artists that I hate is that they'll put out an album, but then I'll wait another two years to put out another another song. And that's really a bad bad killer for um, for any artist. I think when you're hot, you're supposed to continue to keep keep putting out music. That's what I think. Um, I honestly, personally think I don't know why why hip hop went that way, but you know, I'm really being honest. I think a lot of these artists don't really. I don't know. I just don't know. Like it's not you don't you don't feel the soulness in the hip hop like it once was, you know. Like Drake, he's so saturated. I Drake used to be a soulful dude. That's crazy to even think of, but there was a time when Drake actually sounded soulful. Like his music was good. He used to try to uh he, he I think he did songs over like Nice Wonder Beats before. You know that? Like yeah. I don't know how he could sound the way he sounds now. And I'm not saying he sounds bad, but he 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 doesn't sound that good either. Like <laughs> I, I mean, I agree though. I mean, we 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 don't we, we don't really like Drake like that, kind of equally. So I get it. <laughs> but he's still a he's still a dope artist. I just don't happen to be the biggest fan of him I, I, musically. The dope artist, because I think if you're a dope artist, you're somebody who's not saturated. I I don't think I don't think of Drake as being a dope artist. I think of Drake as being a guy who rides away who rides away. When he sees I agree hot, with that too. When he sees a hot artist out, he'll probably hit him up on IG. Hey, let's do a song together. Or oh, let's do this. Let's remake this song. You know, I just feel like he rides waves. That's what I think about Drake. When I think of him, and now when you listen to his music, now it's like it all sounds the same. Like now, even the laugh now, cry later is like a song you've already heard of Drake before. Like it's like <laughs> you put that song out three, four years ago. Like you can't be a dope artist. You can I you can say that he's still very successful because he is, but dope. I don't think so. I, I think he is just a commercialized rapper who he's successful, so he's pretty much just doing whatever now. Like, he's just putting out anything. He's just not caring anymore. And it's just like, it kills the people that actually love hip-hop. You know what I'm saying? Like, when you actually love music, you you know, like, you just love the essence of hip-hop, you don't really want to hear Drake. Like, he's not that he's not that kind of artist. Um, somebody like, Voice of Five Nine, or you know, like even the sort of Zelda. If Westside Gun was putting something out, 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's two. Yeah, but that's two different. Like that, that's two different styles of, of you know, like like what we listen to though. Like Drake is a, Drake is in a totally different lane than a Royce and Westside Gun and Griselda. He's in a totally different lane. So I wouldn't even necessarily compare like like their music styles. Drake is fantastic at what he does, but that's not what we preferably like. So I'm not gonna say that he he's terrible or whatever the case. He's he's dope in what he does, but I don't know what he's fantastic at. He's fantastic uh, at just making a song and putting it out. This no, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. He's a he's a he's a great he's a, he's a great hit maker. He's a so, fantastic hit maker. But the thing is, that doesn't make it good in quality. That does not make it. That doesn't make anything. Quality V could put out a song right now, and it's probably gonna hit number one on Billboard. But does that, does that mean the song is popping? Does that mean the no, song? No, no, you're right though. I, I agree with you on so, that. But but I'm, I'm also not going not going to hate on Drake completely. Like I'm not just gonna say he the wackest dude ever. Like he has some songs that are like you know pretty good or whatever. But regardless of that, his style of music is not me or or yours like it's, it's not what we like it's not our preference but i can't just hate on him though that's where you're getting it wrong i'm not hating on him i'm being honest like that's the thing when you're a music journalist you're not gonna lie about what you think of an artist like i'm honest with people i'm honest i'm honest with artists in general if you if you want to be like if that's how you feel about him you can feel about him that's how you feel about him but that doesn't mean i'm hating because i'm saying i don't think he's a fantastic artist because I, I don't like him either <laughs> Well, hey, I mean, I, I, I don't know. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm just letting you know that that doesn't mean I'm hating because I'm telling, I'm telling the, the honest truth. I don't think there are a lot of people in music that I don't think are fantastic artists, but people still feel like they're putting out something worth, you know, worth the time. Like, you know, there are so many artists that are like that right now that people are saying, oh, yeah, they're, they're doing this great stuff, but when you listen to their music, it's trash. Like, I like Meek Mill. But Meek Mill has also f- fell into that 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 same slump that I that I'm putting Drake in. Like mm-hmm. his music sounds the same. Like he sounds saturated. He's not putting out anything. I mean, like it's not it's not good music anymore. It's not exciting. Like I would never be able to say this about J Cole or Kendrick. Like they they've always kept us on our toes when it when it's time for releases. Always, even Rhapsody, she's kept people on their on their toes with her releases. Like, a lot of these artists are just saturated. That's just what it comes down to. And when you're a saturated artist, you can no longer be put in a dope category. <laughs> That's period. When, you, when, you, when you're when you an R&B artist as well, like, there are a lot of R&B artists who were once really good. They're putting a saturated conversation now. Like, their music sounds like I used to like Sutter Walker before she came out, when she first came out. Her music was really, really good. And it's still pretty good. But... For some reason, I can't separate the person from the from the music. So now I just feel like she's a saturated type of type of artist by her actions and the the the, the fact that she doesn't really put out a whole lot of music. That also that also stops me from really wanting to like her as an artist as well. Um, there are just certain artists that are like that, and you have to keep be one hundred and say, look, it is what it is. You can't keep saying every artist is dope because every artist is not dope. No, that's a fact, but but like I think it's a stretch to, to not say that Drake isn't isn't dope at what he does. Not to say that he's just dope at the shit that we like. Like I don't I don't necessarily agree with that. But at what he does though, people people like it for a reason. Like I'm not going to say like okay, just because I don't like Drake, he's he's trash or he's whack at what he does. But <laughs> no, I'm not saying I'm not saying that's what you're saying. I'm not saying I'm not saying that's what you're saying. 
I'm, I'm just saying, like, that, that, that's, like, the, the general perception of people who just don't like Drake. Like, they, they make it seem like when we say we don't like Drake, we're saying he, he's, like, completely trash and he's, like, one of the worst artists, like, ever. Like, and nobody's saying that, but it just so happens that the music that he does make isn't what we like or we or it's not something that we feel as though has any substance. Yeah. Well, you know, like I said, I, I really do feel that way. I don't. I'm not a big fan of Drake's music, not anymore. Um, his music used to be really good, but it's not anymore. So, I I just keep it all the way 100. I can't. I can't fake. I'm, I'm not a faker. Like you know, I I just I don't. I'm not fake with it. Like I'm not gonna do that. And I I, I feel like there are so many people that'll probably fake. Oh yeah, he's good. He's still top five. No, he's not. Yeah, he's not, I, I would. I wouldn't say no not nothing like that. Yeah, he's not even, no, I don't even, Drake is not even in none of my tops, but we, that's another conversation, like, that's a, that's another conversation, I'm not even, I'm not even trying to go there with, like, in this, with, go there with that in this, um, in this episode, but, yeah, Drake is just, he's not, music don't do nothing for me no more, like, <laughs> I don't even think he ever did anything for me, but I think back in the day when I played basketball, he, he was one of my favorite artists because I thought he was he was really dope when he first came out. Like his music was really dope. He was different. He had that that laid back uh that laid back type of type of rap rap uh you know the way he would rap. And I think like now that's no longer there. Like his his soulful his soulful ways has left. Like he he no longer raps. He no longer does that anymore. So yeah, that's pretty much that's pretty much it. Like it is what it is. Um. But with that being said, uh, is there anything else you want to talk about to end this episode? Um, I I, I just wanted to to uh you know say about the the albums that we was talking about. Okay. Um, for yeah. one, I, I I need everybody to go check out these Griselda releases though for sure. Like <laughs> the, no, <laughs> like I mean, but I'm saying like like you like you you've known me for 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 a while, and you know that I've always been a Griselda supporter. Like they, the whole Griselda movement has been. You know, like my my number one thing with music over the last few years. So mm-hmm. the the projects that they've dropped though, like over like the last two or three months or so, or even just all year for real, because I th- I think that Griselda's pretty much ran in twenty twenty in, in the music game. Yeah, they they, they they've dropped consistently. And they drop like quality work. Yeah, they they got literally uh, like three candidates for album of the year with West Side Gun and Benny and Conway. Yeah, I, I just need everybody to go check that out for sure. Uh, other than that, though, Kobe the goat for sure, always <laughs> and forever. That's always going to be the tagline. And and also, please go go check out my podcast too. It's called the Hollow Talk Podcast. You you, got, you can go check that out for sure. And you know, BCG Podcast, of course, because we on that too. So we yeah. we supporting the movement. <laughs> yep. All right, bro. Um, so. With that being said, we'll be back to talk more like sports music. Uh, we have some cool topics hopefully coming up for this week. Uh, I think this week is like a very busy week. But it is. we will still be able to make some time for the BCG podcast and then have some time with uh, with you to come in um, and talk a little bit about whatever is going on. But um, I know today the Patriots lost, so I think I was a little bit upset about that. Um, I'm now really a Patriots fan at this point because Cam is the quarterback. So I'm really like a Patriots fan at this point. So they lost. Oh my God! Don't 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 tell nobody else that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Patriots fan? No way. 
They yep. still Patriots at the end of the day without Don Brady. It's still the Patriots and we hate them. Yeah, I'm sorry, I'm a Patriots fan at this point. So you saw my boy Lamar today? I didn't. <laughs> you ain't see? Oh my God! Yeah, I, that, Lamar must have heard you talking bad about it because he came out there and performed. <laughs> oh, what what all did he do? He he was tearing them Eagles apart. Really? Tearing oh. them apart. <laughs> Yeah, man. Uh, Lamar yeah. heard you talking. <laughs> he probably did. He probably did. But you know, my thing is, is I'm, I want, I'm, I'm not saying anything mean about Lamar. I'm just saying that, like, you know, he's a good talent. Don't, but don't forget. That's just like, you know, when people talk about certain artists and people in the industry. You know, like there has always been somebody before you that have, that has came and done probably what you've done and more. That's like, true. Lamar Jackson's a really good quarterback, but I think. What upsets me is when people act like some of these artists are the first, like some of these um, these players are the first people to do some of the stuff they've done. Like I've literally seen Cam Newton do more than that man and accomplish more than him. And he, you know, I know that Lamar is younger, but until Lamar Jackson is able to take a team all the way to the Super Bowl with the way um, Cam did it, uh, uh-uh. he's gonna he's gonna be a good quarterback and that's it. Like I'm not gonna be old Lamar Jackson. He'll probably be one of the best or ever do it. He'll probably do the no. No, yeah, that's cool. I, I I do that part. I'll do that part. Yeah, you got. I got it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna do that. But like I said, he's still a good quarterback. That's not. I'm not taking anything away from him. That's you know. That's just what I want people to understand. It's not. I'm not taking anything away from him because he's really good. But no, I can't say that because I've seen other players. You know, like Michael Vick was once a player. Like they they mm-hmm. they erase. What's so sad about the NFL is that they're so racist at times. They try to erase what some of the other black players have done. You notice that? Like, they'll talk about these players and say, oh, we never seen a player like – bro, we've never seen a player like Michael Vick ever That's come back. That's for sure. But y'all don't ever say nothing about Michael Vick. Michael Vick is like an afterthought to y'all. Like, y'all don't even say nothing about him. And I'm like, bro, did you see the way he shook it up when he was in the league? Like, Michael Vick, it was like a whole – you've never seen nothing like him. Yeah, but, Vic was deaf. He was different. <laughs> but they will continue, but they will continue to try to erase his his accomplishments, and that's what I hate about the NFL. The NFL does it a lot, but they do that to me normally to most of the black players. That's what I think, especially the quarterbacks. Like Cam Newton, you would think that Cam Newton was trash, but he wouldn't even know this guy came in the league his first year, won rookie of the uh, run rookie of the year, then what? The second, uh, he was, no, because his first year he was breaking Peyton Manning records. Cause I was yeah, like, yeah, for, for the most uh, passing yards by a rookie, he threw over, over 4,000 yards. Yeah, he was doing all that stuff. And then, what, I think 26, maybe like four or five years into his career, he took his team all the way to the world. One league MVP. And one league MVP. That's something that you got to talk about. There's no way a former league MVP shouldn't even be praised. But let me tell you, if that was a white boy, I'm telling you, bro, if he was white, he would be getting so much. Like, they would be talking about this dude like he was Tom Brady. I'm telling you. but because yeah, We know that for sure. Yeah, but because he was Cam Newton, they're not going to do it. But but I, let's end the podcast because we're going over time. But um, I just wanted to say that to end it. Dang, we're 34 minutes in. So, um, <laughs> like I said, we'll, we will be back to talk more uh, sports music and – Thank you, Jetpack, for calling in, and thank you guys for listening. Peace.